Hey, hi everyone. And we are discussing the Orachayim Parshas Vayichi. Uh, the title of this week was Yaakov or Yisrael, and what's in a name? So I thought I would start with the Gemara in the end of the first pack of Brachas. Gemara tells us a Mishnah. There's a Mishnah there, the Maskir Nitzias Mitzrayim Balela, is a very famous Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us that we, um, that we uh, bring up the Exodus at night. Rabbi Lezbe Nazar says, we know this from the Seder, he didn't know about this until he heard a drush from What do you have to say? The curl is marba even to be at night as we do every day. And the Chachamim disagreed. The Chachamim said, you know what, curls coming to That was the famous mission that we all know. But the mission that continued, the mission that said, I'm sorry, the Gemara that continued, the Gemara said that, I don't understand. You're saying that you're leaning, uh, you're going to be remembering Yitzhak Mitzrayim at night? Why is that? The Gemara says, when the time comes that you're going to have the exodus from Babylonia and go back to rebuild the second temple, you're no longer going to be remembering your testament time. You're going to be remembering the exodus from Babylonia. You're going to remember the exodus from Babylonia. So and and we as we know right very famously like us and love it what holidays will still be around we say this maybe the Purim and Hanukkah and that's it so what is this that we're saying here it says the Gemara on the mission that you're telling us that we're going to be remembering Yitzias Mitzrayim and Moshe Mashiach the position of the Hakamim that seems not like what we understand that normally the Gemara brings out an example we always remember the latest sorrow. A guy was going on the road, and a, a, a wolf started up with him. He's going to tell everybody about the wolf. And then if a lion started up with him, he's going to start out, you know, talk about how the lion was... And then if a snake came after him, I'm not really sure of the order of, like, which is the worst, but you always remember what's the most recent sar. So you're in a situation where you come out of this gullus, which is so long and has been so terrible for the Jewish people over so many centuries and millennia, we're not going to tell me it says time. The focus is going to be on this goal. It's the fact that we came out of it. So that's the more question on Chacham. Then why are you saying that we're still going to be remembering it's the Esmond's time? Answers the Gemara. It's not that it's the Esmond's time is going to be entirely forgotten. The exodus from Egypt will still have a place, but it's now going to be rele- relegated and regulated to a minor place. The major thing that we will discuss is the exodus from this current Golos, and the exodus from Egypt will remain important, but Tafel, not as important as the, the main exodus, which will be the exodus from this current Golos. Then the Gemara adds to that and says the Gemara, by the way, you know, it's not just here in relation to what Yitzhak Mitzrayim will be like in terms of its relative importance. But we have other things as well. For example, the Pasuk tells us in Yishlach that Hashem tells Yaakov, 
It doesn't mean that the name, when Hashem says, we're not going to be calling you Yaakov anymore, now we're going to be calling you Yisrael. doesn't mean that the name of Yaakov is never going to be used again. It just simply means that Yisrael will be the main name and Yaakov will be the Tafel name. Just like the Exodus from Egypt, it will still have a place. It just will not be as important of a place. This is the, the basic uh, understanding of the Gemara. And the Gemara then adds to this. And it's not just Yaakov. What about Avram? Says the Gemara, Avram, who Avraham? So the more adds, it's not just Yaakov that we change the name, we also change the name Avram, we also change the name Sarai. What about those names? Says the Whoever calls Avraham Avram without the hey, if you use the name Avraham, you're over on, uh, that's the correct name. If you use the name Avraham, you're over on a lava or an Asayim Machlakis Nigma. Maybe you say it's also over a lava or an Asayim if you're calling Sarah Sarai. On that, the Gemara says that's not an issue. Why not? That was a command specifically to Abraham. Avram couldn't call Sarai Sarai. He had to call her Sarai, but it's not fundamental in terms of her name. Therefore, it's not a lava or an asek. Elamayat, in other words, an individual command. It was what was known as today a bill of attainder, right? A bill of attainder for Avram. Elamayat, says the Gemara, so one second. Why is it that we're saying that for Avram, it's over on a lava and a say, if you call him Avram instead of Avraham. What about Yaakov? Why is Yaakov not a lav and an essay or, or one or the other? Why is it simply not an issue at all? And Zigmar, shiny hasa, the hada, hadrikro, because the Pasik called Yaakov, Yaakov, even after it gave him the name of Israel. Yaakov, Yaakov, like we saw in last week's Sergeant Paris Vayigash, when Avram is going when Yaakov is going down to Mitzrayim, right? The Pasik says a very odd Pasik where Yomer Likimli Yisrael, but Maris Halashem appears to Yisrael in a dream, right? Yomer Yaakov, Yaakov, and he calls him Yaakov, Yaakov, right? What an odd Pasik. He opens up the narrator is telling us to talking to Yisrael, and he says to him, Yaakov. So, what is what does that prove to us? That Hashem used the name Yaakov. So obviously it can't be a lava when I say if Hashem's using the name, Hashem's calling him Yaakov, it's obviously not an issue of us using the name Yaakov anymore. Would we be able to say that Avram and Sarah, their name was changed while Yaakov had basically a new name? Very nice. Very nice. Many people say that. Uh, I saw that in the Bukhar Shah, who I pasted for this class, also the Hadar Zakanim of the Balayatayshvist. Says that many many say that idea very good exactly right right so you're you're you uh, jumping but we'll just we'll we'll just say it over here so the 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 well you'll see how I'll play it out but the basic premise of of of, of the point is that Avram into Avraham is not a new name 
It's not like he's been given any name. It's the same name. It's just been enhanced. It's Hesha, Yeshua, Sorry, Sorry. These names have been enhanced. They're changed. They're not like two independent names floating about. Whereas by Yaakov, it's something different. There is a, a new name that he's been given, not a, a, a refashioned and reformed and reframed kind of a name. We'll have to, we'll get to that in more detail later. Um, the Gemara asks, the final part of this Gemara, the Gemara asks, we say every day in right? We say, um, so how could you say Avram is an Avram Alab? The Gemara says that's an absurd question because obviously we're talking about what he was like before, right? From Urkazdam, he was known as Avram. That's giving you the history. We're not calling him Avraham. We're just telling you the context of how he got to where he got to. So therefore, that's not a problem. This is how I wanted to open up, that there is a difference between the name Avram and the name Yaakov. Avram is, if you use the name, it's says the Gemara, and Yaakov is not Yaakov seems to be fine. And what's the proof that it's fine? Because Hashem, Hashem calls even after, twice, we call them Yisrael. One of the two times, Right, one was the by the angel when he fought with him. Right, when he couldn't when he couldn't beat him, right? He said to him that your name your name's gonna be Israel. And then later on, when he comes back after the Homai again, I said like your name's gonna be Israel, not Yaakov. Fine. So this is where we get to now. By the way, in case you were wondering, if you look right there after Parsvay in, in Parsva Yishlach, Basik says. So why is the Gemara using why is the Gemara here in Brachas using as the proof that you're allowed to use the name Yaakov and not use uh, and not have to use the name Yisrael why is the Gemara going all the way to Pasuk and Paris Vayigash why can't you use the Pasuk and Vayigash right after the whole Maisa the Pasuk says the Yaakov makes the Matzev Akivurasa right the Matzev Akivurasa then you have the Maisa with Ruvain and Bila and Vayuyi Mayakiv Shneim Asa. Why do I have to go to Vayigash? Why not say Vayish Vayishlach? What's the answer to that? The answer, I think, is very clear is that the Gemara is depending on the fact that Hashem called them by that name. When we say in there that the, the Yaakov put him at Sevak, it's not quote Hashem calling him by the name, it's the omniscient narrator who's calling him Yaakov. Whereas coming to him in the Chaloim and saying Yaakov, that's as it were Hashem speaking to Yaakov and therefore it makes it much stronger that we could use the name Yaakov. But obviously if we didn't have such a Pasuk the Gemara would have used any of the other Pesukim because that's clear that the Torah is calling Yaakov, Yaakov even after the name was changed. Okay. Alright. As an aside the Marsha asks over here, a famous Kasha, Marsha, all the Achbarim asked the Kasha, that's Lach and the Marsha, everybody asked the Kasha. What would it So everyone alive and I say the Rabbin didn't bring it down. No one bring it down. What's going on here? So if you look there in the Morgan of Rome and, and Archaim, the Archaim there, it's a massive Archaim. He brings in all the laws that the, the Shulchan Aruch didn't talk about, all the Ben Avachavari rules, right? It's a very long Morgan of Rome. He's bringing in all these rules. Part of it was a one liner, if you recall, Avram. That of Avraham, you're over and So somebody does bring it down, Mahala. But if you look in the Archa Shokan there in Kupnavav, and he brings down a bunch of the stuff that the Margaret of Ram brings down, he does not bring down this. Right? He doesn't bring this down. So why not? Because a lot of people say that it's not correct. 
It's not over and alive. It's nice that Marco Parra says it's, it's over and say Others say it's over and alive. But, but there are those who, who clearly do not hold that. Why not? So this, there's a, there's two big Maritz cases that you have to know for this. One is the Maritz case here in in Brachas Yud Gimel and also in, in, in Git and Naf Nun. These two Maritz cases are crucial to the Surya. It's a classic Maritz case kind of a topic, right? So so what does the Maritz case say? The Maritz case says, look, it's Pasha. It's not it's not correct from the Morgan that it's over and alive and say. No, it's hyperbole in the Gemara. You, you can't say literally over and alive and say. The reason the Ram didn't bring it down is not because of, of uh, the fact that it's uh, um, and that he missed it. He didn't he didn't miss it. He held it was not alive and say. Well, why not? So Marzkis wants to use a classic uh, um, position of the Rambam and Fulan, a very famous position of the Rambam and Fulan. The Rambam's position of Fulan is that we need not adhere to any laws of the Torah prior to Sinai unless it was restated to Moses. Any law, anything that was stated before any of the Shevmas of B'nai Noach would simply not have any validity in Halacha unless for the fact that it was restated to Moshe Rabbein. And the same is true by Bismillah. It's not just the Shemitz, it's even Bismillah. Nothing would have any halachic validity or requirements for us if not for the fact that it was restated at Harsina. This is the Rambam. Maybe he said the Huh? Maybe he said the Rift. What else? No, it's about the Shemitz. Hmm? We're talking about the Shemitz. We're talking about, well, correct. Shemitz doesn't include Peru. So, which is itself is a very fantastically interesting question. How could that be? And I don't want to get into that because that will take up the whole rest of the time we have. Um, but yeah, Peruvu, Gedanosha, Bersmila, all of these things um, could be understood as being laws for the Jewish people. They're not, says the Rambam. The Rambam says, the Vesim Libcha al Ha'ikr Ha'gadol Ha'nechla Mishnah. So it's Humash Amar Misi. This is the end of the, the seventh paragraph in Ulan. Um, and Paragid Anosha says the Rambam Simnum Chalikra Godel Hanechel with Mishnah Zoyt, Umashon Messina Nasar, Lafisha Ata Resolodash, Komashon Machikim, Oisim Hayoim, Ain Onu Oisin El Mrs. Akarish Borho, I name Ashra Benu, Losh Akarish Borho, Amazel and Vim Shalafan, Gonzash, Ain Onu Oichlan, right? Even Menachai, Ain of Neshakarish Borho, Osroisel and Noyah, Elofima Shamoisha, Osar Lenu, Even Menachai, Mimma, Shetziva Bessina, she is kind, Isser, Even Menachai. This is what the Gemara said, and the Magnus Rabbeinu, right, that said that there was Tariag Mitzvah that was given to Meshur Rabbeinu, that Tariag, this is literal, literally 613 Mitzvahs given to Meshur Rabbeinu, not 613 minus 10, right? This is the the the, the Rambam's famous say there in, in Kula, and therefore the Marzikis wants to say, on the basis of that, that therefore, since there was not restated, that the Jewish people cannot call Avram, uh, cannot use the name Avram any longer, so therefore, that assay and that love goes by the wayside, and if it wasn't brought down by the Rambam. Good? That... that. 
Again, the Gemara is saying it that it was, that it was a lav and an essay even for today. That's what it seems like from the Gemara, but it's not brought down by the Ramaz Halakha. Right? The lav and the essay started in the times of Avram. That correct. That might, no, no, that, those might not for sure. Well, it's forever. The question is, why is it not brought down on Allah? Why are the Rambam the Torah? Everybody ignores it. Why, why are they all ignoring it? So, according to Morgan of Rome, they may have made a mistake. It really should be there. It's Allah. According to the Maritzkias, no, it's not a mistake. It's deliberate. It's not It's not Allah. Because it wasn't restated at Sunday, it's not one of these things. That was one of the tiring mitzvahs. We have a tiring mitzvah. It wasn't included in the Tariag. So, it's not a, a law for us. Now, you could say, look, there are other law that are not included in the Tariag, which is a separate. Topic now for now again. Anyhow, as I said, there's two Marskis that are very relevant to this topic. One is the Marskis and Brachas that we just covered, but there's also another one. And that is the Gemara and Githan and Afton. The Gemara and Githan and Afton talks about a, situ- a, a story about a guy whose name was Avram Chayzoi. This is in relation to, like, Baba Kamasugi about being able to collect from Idias, Ziburis, Bainanis. And so the Gemara there says that Avram Chayzoi says, from Right, normally the Zikin you're collecting from idiots, right? So, but you're not going to collect from idiots in a situation where you're collecting from Yisraelim. Nixi Yisraelim, you collect only from Zikurs, even if you're entitled to better type of property, better type of uh, um, claim, you're going to be pushed down because these are Yisraelim that you're collecting from, orphans that you're collecting from. That is the Yisraelim of Avram Chayza. So he's uh, clearly some sort of an Amaira, and his name was what? Avram. Not Avraham, Avram. So what does that tell us? That seems to tell us that Marzfis is correct. That it was simply what? It was simply not a lot, not an essay. It wasn't anything. People had the name Avram. That's why maybe you hear anybody today. Their, their, their nickname is called Avram, even though they're probably going to leave. Probably the name is Avraham, but they're, they're called Avram. Some guy's named Avram. But it's actually much more interesting than this. And eventually we'll come back to our fundamental point here, which is Arachai. And the reason this is much more interesting is because, and the Narmarskis noticed this. A few people in the they noticed this point. The Yerushalayim don't talk about it. Is it. Do you ever find a Tana by the name of Rabbi Avram? Do you ever find a Tana by the name of Rabbi Misha? You don't find it. You don't find it at all. So what does Avram mean? Is Avram just coming and saying, oh, this is a regular name, some guy, and he even had the name Avram. Those guys named Avram, this guy named Avram. Or do we say, no, 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 something's very odd here. This guy had a name Avram. But it's not just odd that he was called Avram. It's odd that he even had the name because people didn't have that name. How many, I'm a Rome or Tanam, can you think of the name of Aaron, Rev Aaron? Rev Moshe. The Chidah, in the Shem Agdolim, in Ois Mem, the Chidah says that he's, he's talking about a guy named Rabbi Moshe Gaon. He says, the Chidah, that the reason that this famous saying, Moshe Ad Moshe Lo Kam Kamosha, was because no one was given the name Moshe, literally. It wasn't just that Maimonides was so great. He was. But there literally wasn't any really major competition because nobody was given the name Moses. The first Moses that he says he finds is like Rabbi Moshe Gaon, who was like you know, a nice guy, but he was not on the level of Maimonides. 
That's what the Chidah writes in the Shem Magdal. So you will find, if you look in Baba Basra on Kufayin Dalman phase, you'll find there, the Gemara says a Misa, of Moshe Bar Etzri. Moshe Bar Etzri, he was the guarantor of his son's Ksuba. His son made a Ksuba. He was the guarantor of his son's Ksuba. And the Gemara says that he was, his son was very poor. He was learning. His son's name was Rafuna. And he was he was learning, and he was very poor. So they had a trick. Abai said he had a trick to help Moshe um, Bar to help Rafuna make money. What was the what was the trick? The trick was he told he said Rafuna should divorce his wife, and then the 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 wife can go to Moshe Bar Etzri and collect collect the ksuba, and then Rafuna can marry her again. There's a few Rafunas, so don't get confused. There's a few Rafunas. They told Abaya, it's not going to work because this Rav Huna is a Kayan. And a Kayan, he can't master Grushase. So Abaya's response was, um, right? The poverty follows poverty. There's no way this guy can get away from his poverty. This is what it is. He's stuck. But what do we see in this Gemara? That there was a guy, his, right? his name was Moshe Baratri. He had a son, Rav Huna, who was a, one of them. I'm presumably he was also a somebody. I don't know. There's also a Gemara in Menachas. The Gemara in is also um, on Ayin Dal and Abayz. The Gemara says that Rav Aaron said to Rav Ina. Rav Aaron is an Amara. He's not mentioned much in Shas. This is like literally two places in Shas that we find the same person mentioned. He was an Amara. He spoke to Rav Ina. So what does this tell us in terms of the rule? People weren't using the name. They were, or were they using the name? And it was just not very common. Here is the Maritzchias in Gitten on Dafna. Says the Maritzchias, no one used the name Moshe, Aaron, David, Shloyma, Zvulin, Don, Asher, God, you name it. Why not? It was a Mikret. It says either they didn't use the name or the people that got the name were not worthy enough of us quoting them. This is the point of the Maritzchias. It's a mikre ba'alma. Don't learn too much into it. This is the approach of the Maritzchias. The Maritzchias told us, if you recall, in Barachas, the Maritzchias told us that there's no problem, there's no lava or an essay on, on the name of Avram anymore. It's all, it's not, wasn't restated at Sinai. It's not part of the Tariq Mitzvah. Don't worry about it. You can name whatever you want. I, but no one seems to have names. You don't find Tanam and Amaram by the names of the various Avis. You don't find them. You will not find a Tana with the name of any of the Avis. Not Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. You're not going to find any Tana by the name of Moshe, Aaron, David, Shlom. You're not going to find it. You're not going to find any Tana with the name of God, Asher, Zbul, and you. Why not? Admittedly, you find you certainly find Rav Yehuda, right? You certainly find, uh, um, you know, Levi, you find some people at the Tana level that had names of the Shvata, but many of the names of the Shvata were never used. And certainly the others, and certainly David, Shlema, etc., are not used. But what's going on? He yeah. says them, huh? Yeah, am I wrong? Tons of am I wrong? So for, for the am I wrong, you're not going to find Avram or Yaakov. Um, you're not going to find Avram or Moshe, but you're going to find Yitzhak and Yaakov a lot, right? You're not going to find Aaron, except we've mentioned this one exception. You're not going to find, uh, um, uh, you know, 
the main ones you're not going to find the Avram and you're not going to find Moshe and Aaron. Those are the main ones you're not going to find. Again, with these exceptions here. So, according to the Maritzkias, what's going on here? It's going on here simply random. That is, people had the name uh, Moshe, they had the name Avram, sure, they did. But whoever had the name wasn't the big enough scholar that we should be quoting them, except for the one or two instances. We have that Rav Aaron who's talking to, uh, you know, uh, Ravino. You have this, uh, you know, this person whose father was Ravuno, whose name was Moshe Bar Etzri, right? Or you find this uh, this person who is known as Avram Chazor. You find a few people here or there, or whatever, but it's by the by. That was a coincidence. Nothing more to see here. This is the approach of the Marid States. By the way, the, the you, you're familiar with the Gemara Kedushan, a very famous Gemara about learning with your grandchildren, right? Right. We have uh, the Saturday night learning here, so the, sometimes our, our grandparents here, they come to learn with their grandchildren. Well, what's going on? Why are they coming to learn with the grandchildren? Well, it gives them nachas and all that, sure. But, huh? Well, where is it that the schools get a, a, the ability to ask for the grandparents and phone numbers and addresses? So uh, on the, uh, on Certainly, on, on one part, is that they just simply want to <laughs> send their mass mailings, send pictures, try to see if they can elicit donations. But is there something more than that? The Gemara says in Kedushin that there was a guy named Zvulun Ben Dun, right? That he learned, right? His grandfather taught him, you know, Mikra, Mishnah, Talmud. And the Gemara says that really doesn't have to be that much. It's really just Mikra. And the Gemara says, well, one second, does the grandparent really have any sort of requirement to teach? And that's a topic I don't want to get into now. So much as just saying that the guy's name was what? Zvulun Ben Dun. And you will not find those names used anywhere in chat. But says the Maritzchias, don't think that that's a raya that they weren't used. You see that was used. This guy's name is Zvulun Ben Dun. You have the guy from Chizor. You have people by these names. So we're not quoting them too much. Why not? Because they weren't big enough scholars. They're not big enough scholars. We're not quoting them. But don't read more than that into it. This is the approach of the of the Maritzkians. However, there are those that disagree. And we will get to we will get to that now. So before we do, I'll just mention one other point. The, this is the, the Chidah also discusses the famous uh Knesset Skidela in your day around naming names. The Mabit writes. And the tshuva that you're not allowed to name your child any name that was before Avram Avinu. Any name from before Avram Avinu, you're not allowed to name your child. So you're not allowed to name your child Adam. You're not allowed to name your child Shays. You're not allowed to name your child Noyach. You're not allowed to name your child Yefes. Right? Hevel. You're not allowed to name your kid any of these names. Now, Mabit writes the reason for this is because of the fact that if you're doing that, you are showing ain't that you're ain't If you're doing that, it shows that your spirit is not intact. This is the approach of Mabit. Says the Knesset Dela, how could you say that? We're having a Lamar of Manda Omar, Yemen Maryafis. You see that people use the name of People that came before Avram Avinu. But what's at the heart? What's at the root of what the Mabit is really going after? 
What Mabit's really going after is the fact that he's uncomfortable with the notion that there was Torah before Avram Avinu. There was Yad was before Avram Avinu. It's Avram Avinu who institutes a new thing called Judaism. It's Avram Avinu who starts the revolution. And therefore, we should only be naming until him, not before him. This is the approach to the Mabit. And it's worthwhile here, as, a, as an aside, because it just happens to be my favorite thing. And it happened to come up also, um, I think, a couple of weeks ago in, in the Ben Yisrael Luma's class on Sunday, the 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 Chidon, the Shem Agadon quotes, he says, He said, I saw in the Besamim Reish, and if anybody was in academia knows that in the in the in the world of uh, of uh, of Jewish forgeries, the Besamim Reish takes pride of place. Saul Berlin, right? Yeah. So here he quotes him. Right, where the, the the most famous tshuva that we go with the Besam Reish, you remember? What's the most famous tshuva that we go with the Besam Reish? That the most famous tshuva that we go with the Besam Reish is that anybody who commits suicide, right, exactly, anyone who commits suicide is still buried in Jewish cemetery. We we act like they they the, the, the didn't commit suicide, um, and that uh, is based upon a tshuva here in the Besam Reish. Um, and he writes because there is Bishal Shuv the Besam Reish Kadoshes. Right, it was new in his day. Me'ato, mi'achsem oisem laharash, u'shag gedolim. So it's miyuchas to the rush. That's how he saw it. Um, amazing, right? Uh, it was obviously debunked in in Solomon's own lifetime. Um, but I always my, my takeaway from these kind of stories is what kind of yitzharas that they had in those days. Like to be able to write a, a forged shalos of shuvas of the rush. Like it is it is something very difficult to relate to on my end, at least. Yeah, so he says, he, the Basam Rush is there discussing about the name of Yishmael. Are you allowed to name Yishmael? Remember, Yishmael is a, not just that I'm Myra, it's a Tana, right? I mean, Yishmael is one of the Tana, right? A bar Pukta of Rabbi Yeshua. Uh, Talmud of Rabbi Yeshua, bar Pukta of Rabbi Akiva uh, is more correct to say. So, Rabbi Yishmael, how could it be that we name somebody Yishmael? So, the Basam Rush wants to make a following distinction. He says there's a difference between the name that one utilizes that comes from someone and that doesn't have a specifically nice meaning versus a name that comes from someone, but it has a specifically nice meaning. And what is that? Yishmol, he says, is a great example. First of all, Hashem is the one who gave the name Yishmol. Right? Hashem is the one who said that to, to Hagar, right? the Malach Hashem says to Hagar, that you're going to call him Yishmael, etc., as we know well, but but his name is going to be Yishmael, comes from Hashem. So the name itself is fundamentally beautiful, says the says the Psalm Reish. And therefore, even if his name that somebody maybe wasn't, to get Chazal, they did Shuvah or whatever, but but even if he didn't, the name is fundamentally beautiful, Yishmael. It's a gorgeous name. And it has a beautiful meaning. So that would be fine. And... Because Hashem, but he he's not focused so much on Hashem giving the name as much as on the fact that it's beautiful. The the Chidah talks about the fact that but Hashem also gave it. Chidah points that like for the Chidah that's another aspect. And the reason this comes up is in relation to the name Eliezer, because the Rabbit says that you can name the name Eliezer, right? Even though for the member for the for the perspective of the Mabit, of course he's the Eved Avram, even though the Torah never calls him Eliezer, 
right? When Avram is saying that my Yerush is the Mesik Eliezer, so um, we don't know that that's necessarily the Evan Avram in Parshas Chayesar. Chazal putting that together. We don't know for sure. Chazal put that together. Um, right? That that Zakam Beisar and Moshe B'chol Asher Loi, that that's Eliezer. So for from the perspective of the Mabit, Eliezer is not good enough. Even the more Numa tells us that he was Zakim Yeshu Yeshiva, even though we know he's like, no, he's not good enough. He was still cursed. He right. Avram couldn't have his uh, son Yitzhak intermarry with any of Eliezer's daughters. Why do we name the name Eliezer? Says the Mabit, because it comes from the name of Moshe's son. Moshe's son was named Eliezer, so therefore it's kosher. Says the Bassar Moshe, no. The reason we can name the name Eliezer is because it's beautiful. Eliezer, right? We say, Akkadosh Baruch is my, my helper. Akkadosh Baruch is going to help me out. Akkadosh Baruch is my Ezer. That's fundamentally for the Bassam Rush, why that name can be used, even if it's associated. So, what we're seeing is that there are distinctions in understanding whether names that are not inherently good Jewish names can be utilized as names or not. Um, there's another aspect of this that I'm not going to get into here now. It relates to my Ben Yisrael Umay's topic, which I will get to, which is the ontological differences between Jews and non Jews, which is a very big focus here of the, 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 uh, the Mabit and the Chidah, which is maybe there's a fundamental difference between what did Avram do? When Avram comes in and, 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 and revolutionizes the world and starts the, 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 the Jewish revolution, is that something ontologically, spiritually different, fundamentally inherent in the human uh, anatomy. It's not just uh, 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 something of nurture, but it changes something within the nature of a Jew, in which case then you understand why the Mabit would have such a problem with the names. Okay? All right. So, coming back closer to our topic, what about the name Esau? Esau is the name after Avram, it's after Yitzchak. Says the says the Basam Rush that obviously for the Mabit it won't work because he's a bad guy. He he ends up going out of outside of the family of Yad. But for the Basam Rush, it's also bad. Why? Because what does the name mean? It doesn't mean it's a nice, it's not a nice name. Why is it called Asav? Because he was he was already hairy, he was already fully formed. Right? He was much more mature than a normal baby. So that, that's the saying he's Mishuna. It's not a beautiful name at all. So therefore, for the Mabit. We would not want um, for the Bsam Reish, even we would not want to use the name Asaf. If Mabit was Pasha, why not? What about the name Yaakov? What about the name Yaakov? At the end of the day, as we already pointed out, Yaakov is a separate name from Israel. It's not the same name. But why was Yaakov named? He was named because he was holding on to the heel of his brother. And what did Chazal say about this? Right? They understood that Yaakov Avinu was born first. And, uh, and he was, uh, um, what's what I'm looking for? He was pregnated first with Yaakov, right? Uh, and and Asa was born um, first because uh, by being conceived, that's what I was looking for. By being conceived first, he was sort of pushed back uh, in the birth canal. And Asa was born first, even though he was conceived second. By the way, it was literally just a story. Uh, it came out, I think, a few weeks ago. In case anybody's ever wondering, right? I want. I remember I asked uh, my wife's uh, OBGYN, you know, uh, first time I met him, 
I went for my first appointment. I said, I don't understand the power of Yaakov and Esau. How does it work in the medical science? How do you understand the story? He started looking at me at the heavens. I don't know. Like, you know, they can't ask questions of these kind of minds. So he didn't give me a good answer. I was very upset. But since then, I've heard at least one other story. And it was recently a story in this past few weeks where it was a headline. It was a woman who gave birth to twins. But they were not identical. And they were not, um, what's the other, fraternal. They were separate wombs. Everything was separate. It's a very, very rare situation. Again, I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just saying it's such a thing. It's possible, right? In any event, Chazal didn't seem to understand it this way, right? Chazal understood that he's holding on to the heel, right? Because the puzzle says that um, that he's being so they understood that it was like one womb and they were fighting in the womb and when Asa was trying to go out, he was trying to hold on to it. But with this, without getting into sort of any more details that's the medical aspect of it, what, what was the name Yaakov conveying? Was it only conveying the literal holding on to the heel? Says Asaph, no. Asaph says that Yaakov, you are a heel. Right? Which in English has become a word. You want to say somebody's a bad person, you say he's a heel. That's a way to say it. Why? Right? So the name Yaakov has connotations. The name Yaakov has connotations. So it, it is truly two separate names, independent. Yisrael is telling is after the battle, right, with the with the with the Ish, right, the Sarishal Asaph, whatever it was, and Yaakov wins because Sarisa Melakimba Tuchal, he wins. So he gets the name Yisrael, he's a Sarel. But Yaakov is a heel. So two names. And we don't have the time to go into it. But if you go through Yaakov's life, there would be people certainly who would be Yaakov's barpluktas. Who would say no? That they would agree with Asa that that's why it's called Yaakov. Lavan, for example, right? The 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 sons of Lavan, right? Were upset, right? At Yaakov, what did they say? Whatever Yaakov has got is all from dad, right? They they saw Yaakov as as doing inappropriate things to make his money and to become successful. And Yaakov saw that the the Pnei Lavan was a nenu. It was no longer like it. It wasn't just the sons. Even Lavan felt that it was inappropriate. And Yaakov feels that Lavan is... No, he's not being... So there was clearly a problem between Yaakov and Lavan, Yaakov and Lavan's family. Right? And in terms of how Yaakov dealt with uh, um, his wives, right? It wasn't so simple either, right? Rachel said to him that what? That... If you have to give me children, right? And if you don't, and he says, Am I I'm not uh, Leah has problems with Yaakov. She says, I'm hated. What do you mean she's hated? Yaakov hated her? No, but he didn't show her love enough. He didn't make her feel welcome in the family. The children of Yaakov, we talk all about how the children didn't get along with Yosef. But how did the children get along with, Ab- with Yaakov? Let's be honest. Well, we can see a little bit of it in this week's Sedra. He zills out, you know, there were people who had issues with Yaakov from within his family, outside of his family, throughout his life. 
Yaakov's life was not simple in terms of how he dealt with people, how people dealt with him. It's not a topic for now to get into, but the word Yaakov would seem to have fundamentally connotations that are relevant and resonant throughout his life. Whereas Yisrael, which signifies reaching a level and a status of spiritual power that he not, can only command down in this world, but he can even command in the upper worlds, that is something that seems less, um, less obvious, but it comes up from time to time. This is the aside of the Arachim. So. That was not Hashem gave, I mean, either by Yisrael or Yaakov. It wasn't, wasn't Yisrael, this happened like a bird. What are we talking by about? Hashem gave Yaakov's name. Yeah, Yisrael gave the name to Yaakov. Yeah, the Pajit shot is that Yisrael gave the name. Yeah. 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 I agree. We were saying, therefore, what? It's very difficult to say that. No, but that's not that. that I, I was clear on this. So, again, with regards to Asav, it made sense the name to be fashioned uh, or, or very mature because with some, and everybody could call him that because everyone could see it. Everyone could see it. Knowing what happened in the in the birthing room, only Yaakov, uh, I'm sorry, only Yitzhak and Rifka would know. It wouldn't be something that would be obvious. Yitzhak is not giving the name Al Shem Ha'asid. Yitzhak gives the name of what happened in the birthing room. Esav is then refashioning the name after what happened at the at the brachas. What happened at the brachas is he felt cheated. He felt gypped. But he didn't feel just that gypped then. He felt gypped about the about the Bechera too. Right? He didn't know the Chalamah Shalom is the Bechera. Yaakov says, it's to make a deal. You're dying, I have a deal. So Esav didn't say anything about it then. But he makes up for it later on. He says, now you cheated me twice. So now the heel, the Yaakov name, is not just any longer because of my birth, it, the, the circumstances thereof. Now it's because of how I treat other people, how I'm working around with other people. All right. So we go now to the Arachayim here in the beginning of the Sedra. And the Arachayim here is, is fundamentally going through all the places in Bereshus where you see the words Yaakov and Yisroel after the name was changed, and trying to explain it. Says the 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 I'm going to explain to you how the usage of the name Yaakov and Yisrael works. Because Yisrael means Sarara, it means power, and Yaakov has to do with effectively the lack thereof. It's you need to your wits, you need your wiles, you need to play a good game to be able to get ahead. Whereas when you're Yisrael, you can dominate your your power comes from a spiritual place that says you're not having to play this worldly kind of games. You can play outside this worldly uh, uh, mundane inanities that that people have to deal with. So says the Arachaim that that's the distinction between the name of Yisrael versus Yaakov. And I mean, he says I'm going to go through some of the places and explain to you what I mean. Says so, see in Paris Yishlak that the pasuk says that. Um, after, right, he's called um, uh, Yisrael, the Pasuk right there in Yishlach still calls him Yaakov. So he says it could be because he was in there in the time of Avelus, right? You remember he had to deal with the Avelus of his mother, he had to deal with the Avelus of 
of uh, of uh, of Rachel, right? And when you're in Avelos, you're not feeling powerful. You're not feeling. You're not going to be the dominant Israel. You're going to be having to deal in this kind of a world. You're not in a powerful state. So, in other words, even though he was named already after the fight that he's going to be Israel, he's not called that because the situations that he had are not exactly great situations, right? Um, in terms of the story with Dina, in terms of the story uh, um, uh, with his, we don't know again, Rivka dying, but Menek is Rivka, which we assume Chazal says is Rivka dying. So those are situations of, of, of distress. Those are situations of being distraught. Those are situations not of Yisrael. Those are situations of Yaakov. And therefore, the that's why we call him always Yaakov and, and, and those parashiyas over there. However, after that was finished, after he had finished mourning for Rachel, that's where we use the name Yisrael again. Now, again, if you look there in the parashim, you'll see the word, the, the, the very next sukkim after the after uh, uh, um, you know making Rachel's kavura. So the pasuk says, That's a bomb cash on the archaim. What do you mean by Yishmai Yisrael? Yisrael. How could that be Yisrael? How's that? A, 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 he just heard what Ruvain did. Yeah. How, how could it be? So, so that, that this is the the kasha on the um, um, this is a kasha on the what do you call on the um, on the Arachim. I think the Arachim would say that if you look at those pesukim over there, the pesukim are clear that the Yaakov starts to go on his journey. The pasuk says vayisai Yisrael, vayibeshkern Yisrael, all of that, and then vayelch ruvein vayishkav as bil pilagish of vayishma Yisrael that. He was in that status after Rachel passed away, after his mother passed away. He now comes back into his full fullness of being. He's feeling good. He's feeling in the place of uh, of the Yisrael name rather than the Yaakov name. And boom, the Maisa of Reuven. So by Ishmael Yisrael, he heard the story as Yisrael. And that's why then it says that you've been a Yaakov, Shnei Mosar. That that's when he becomes a Yaakov. When he heard the story, he heard it as Yisrael, and that brought him back down. And again, he becomes a Yaakov. Now he becomes a lower level. He can no longer hold on to that sort of power, that spiritual power that he had. So that this would be the the uh, the, the the sort of the approach of the Arachayim. So when he sees that his children are bad, so that's why he's going to be called the shame. Uh, that, that's why the children of Yaakov are known as the uh, as B'nai Yaakov, because it's no longer Yisrael kind of a matzav at that point. That's why they're all now called B'nai Yaakov. And then when he comes back, the Pasuk says, that, So he has a kasha. So now the Maeser Ruben happened. Later on, right after that, he comes to Yitzchak. So why does it say, Vayava Yaakov Yitzchak Avid, Mamre Kiryas Arba? Say Yisrael. Yisrael came back, says the Archaim. When Yaakov is next to his dad, when he's next to Yitzchak Avinu, he doesn't have Sarah. It's his father. Next to his father, he loses his Sarah. He becomes a Yaakov again. And in all the examples, the situation the Archaim is going to answer is essentially this idea. 
that he goes to the Madrega of Yisrael when he's feeling good, and the Madrega of Yaakov when he's feeling not so good. So what about the Pasuk Vayeshev, beginning of the Parsha, of Parsh Vayeshev, what do the Pasuk tell us? Vayeshev Yaakov, Be'eretz Megu'eovit, Be'eretz Kinan, Ela Tolis Yaakov Yosef. What? The Yaakov Shamar Asadavar. What's the oldest Yaakov Yaakov business again? Why are we not in Yisrael? He came out to the now everything is good. Why isn't he? Why isn't he Israel? So this is the kasha of of uh, um, of the Arachayim. And this is Arachayim. Kolzman shehoya Yaakov az be'aretz kenan hoya biyogen va'anochah. Madregas shem Yaakov zulosim v'zmanim u'atim asher rosham akos v'hem shay Israel. Most of Yaakov's time in Eretz Kenan says the Arachayim was not good. Just because he was living in Canaan, Bikesh Yaakov Leshe Bishalva. And what happened? It was not to be. So, what happened when he comes into the land of Eretz Canaan? His children don't get along. They don't get along with each other. Perhaps they don't get along with him. So, that's why he's going to be called a Yaakov, says the Archaim, because his sojourn, the Pusik says, that Yaakov refuses the name Yaakov is used. Of course, the name Yaakov is used. Because of the fact that um, that he was not in a good place, so then the the Archaim is bothered. That how could the pasuk say, "V'Yisrael ahavas Yosef mikol banav kiben zekudim hulai"? We have a switch in the middle of the pasuk, "V'Yisrael ahavas Yosef mikol banav." How did it be again? The same idea says the Archaim because with regards to that son, with regards to Yosef, right? That's his. That's where he feels. The, that's where he feels the connection, that's where he feels the continuation, that's where he feels the Roshim, that's how he could be Yisrael. And basically every time he's going to have this problem, um, uh, you're going to see him try to do this kind of an answer. The problem is that if you look in Parashat Miketz, after Yosef is already gone, after Shimon is arrested, right? so Yaakov says to the brothers, by the way, this is an aside, literarily, this psukim is not clear, right? How did the Yosef know, or the, the how did the viceroy know that there was another brother who was not there? How do they know that there was a, a missing brother, right? Yosef right? What do you mean, Yosef, right? The 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 visor, the grand visor, the second in command. Somehow he knew that there was a missing brother. How did he know? How did he know that there was no Binyamin here? How did he know there was no Yezah? How did he know these things? Okay, so they came with the rations for the ten tribes. Like, what, 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 what? How did they know? The Pusik says over there, look at carefully in Paris Mikate. The Pusik says that by the uh, right? And he says to them, right? And they say back to him, no, what? They volunteered the information to that to, to the viceroy. And yet, what is what do they say when 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 uh when Yaakov accuses them? He says, What do they say? You volunteered the information. 
Yes, you, he was starting up with you, but you volunteered. He never asked. You've, if he would have asked, it would be very suspicious. Do you have a brother? You have a missing brother? He didn't ask. He said, you're a bunch of spies. And he said, we're not spies. We're very legitimate. We're very honest. We have an old man. He's a dad. And we have two people, a brother who's missing and a brother who's in the land with him. Now, how do I know? How do I know that the brothers weren't lying? That the turd is not saying it exactly how it happened? What's my proof? Because here, they're saying to Yaakov that he asked us. But that's not a proof. That's not a proof. What's the proof? In Paris Vayigash. Vayigash, he loved Yehuda. What does Yehuda say to him? Yehuda says to Yosef, he doesn't know. He says to Yosef, right? He says to him a whole story about what happened. He says, and you asked me, Right? We, we, we were responding to you. So they're saying right directly to the vice, you asked me these questions. That is to say that what they were telling was legit. He had asked them about it, but he had asked them in a way, obviously, not to raise suspicion, but to get the situation that he wanted them to come down. That's all part of Yosef's plan. The question would only be is why the Torah didn't actually phrase it that way. The Torah phrases it in a way that sounds like they volunteered it initially. But clearly the Torah later on is revisiting it twice. Once in Miketz and once in Vayigash to say that that's not actually what happened. But in any event, what's the point of the Arachayim? The Apostle says, He's in a bad mood then, Yaakov. Why is he calling me Yisrael? On that or by the positives, all of this is Yisrael. It seems very inapposite. It's not appropriate according to the way of Yisrael, if there's two legitimate names that are that are being able to be utilized separately, independently, not like Amram. So, so why why is it that we're we're using Yisrael in all these all these places? This is a question on the on the Arachayim. Um, so the the Arachayim's Answer is not 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 so strong. He's crouching a little bit. He says that you have to say that he was speaking to them powerfully. Since he was speaking for beginner of power, that that therefore he's getting the name Israel. Uh, a little weak. And what makes it weaker is if you look at the next week, Sadra, right? And in, in, in Paris Vegash, when when they're coming back, right? And, and tell him that Yosef's uh, in charge. And he's he's uh, he's the Mishnah Mitzrayim. Shouldn't it say Yisrael at that moment? Isn't that going to be the most powerful moment? Again, the Archaim is 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 going to have a problem with this kind of a, a question. Um, and uh, the, 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 what he called, the, uh, the, the answer that effectively he has to give um, is that is that, and and especially right after that, when Hashem he goes down on his journey, and the pasuk says Yisrael, Yisrael, and then it says Yaakov, Yaakov, that there's two aspects going on. This is a beautiful word in the archive. That yeah, he may have felt powerful, but he's about to leave Eretz Canaan. He's now he has to go out to Mitzrayim. So there's, there's what's the word called when something's a certain poignancy, when there's certain uh, uh, conflicting feelings, right? On the one hand, it's amazing, right? My son Yosef. Wow, you see how like my unerring understanding of who this boy was, right? Look, look, this is all right. 
But on the other hand, what does Shem tell him when he says to him, Yaakov, Yaakov? He's saying to him, is going to close your eyes. It's really nice. But you're going down to Mitzrayim. This is going to be the key of that Haftacha that Hashem gave to Avram. So it's not a great moment. It's sort of like a mixture of emotions. The dissonance, right? So it's sort of like this. This And, and this is effectively the Archaim's answer to, to this question. And again, he keeps on going and talks about like the end of the Parsha. The end of the parsha, parsha veigas wasn't myishiv yisrael bears from time meretz goyshen, right? So he wants to say that that's not a kasha on on Yaakov because that's really going on yisrael. It's not going on on uh, on on the person Yaakov. It's going on the the family. And then you have to answer in this week's sedra over here, right? Every time you're going to see, we're ready over on our time. Every time we see in this week's parsha, the name Yaakov and yisrael. This is the story of the Rakhai. Yaakov and, and Yisrael, two separate names. They're both independent. There's no issue with using either of those names. But they they connote different things. They connote a feeling of uh, of power, and they connote a feeling of, of, of insecurity. And depending on the situation, one uses either or both of those names. And as we see, some of these, you know, some people named Yaakov Yisrael, Yisrael Yaakov, which one has to come first is a separate topic, but um, it does relate to, in this week's schedule, where again, we see Yaakov and Yisrael both used interchangeably, so we could have answered that it's just interchangeable. The Rechaim, like everything else he does, it's not just interchangeable. There's something fundamental that we have to be looking at, and this is the fundamental of the